You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hello, folks. Welcome to episode... 11. This, whatever episode this is, Lesbertarian. <laughs> 11. This will be the first interview episode, and we'll have, if you have been listening to the MLGA Network, this is a familiar voice. Hello, familiar voice. How are you? Hello. I'm yeah. doing good. How are you doing? And that voice <laughs> is Dave from The Morning Drive. Welcome to Lesbertarian, the only place for liberty-loving muff divers and muff diving enthusiasts. Join us this week as we tear apart the political binary and take a look at issues through the lens of non-aggression and reason. I'm your host, Kim Chang. Throw on your flannel, rent your U-Haul, and let's get this thing started. How's it going, Dave? <laughs> it's going good, Kim. How are you doing? I am doing all right. I mean, I could use a little bit more weekend, though. That would be fantastic. Oh, weekends are always good if you can get more. Yeah, especially if I can go shooting on those weekends. Sorry, I couldn't oh help it. <laughs> oh well, you know, you know me. I'm I know guns. Oh yeah, guns. <laughs> then should we say guns several more times? Guns. Guns. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just gonna do like a little, uh, just the audio clip of me saying guns, and you can insert it throughout the entire episode. Just randomly, we'll just be talking about something serious, and you just hear guns. guns. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, I do have a couple questions for you, just in case, for some strange reason, listeners that listen to Lesbertarian don't listen to The Morning Drive, and I have no idea why they wouldn't. But if you want to tell us about your show, go ahead. Well, um, I started, I don't know, a while ago, and uh, my show pretty much really doesn't have a specific topic. I pretty (laughs) much jump all over the daggum topic spectrum, if you ask me. As it should be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to touch on pretty much anything. And it started out as like a just a short little rant on my way to work. I record in my car most of the time when I do those. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of grown into a little bit of still doing that. And then, uh, you know, some interviews every now and then. But I really enjoy what I did uh, with my Christmas episode, you know, doing stuff like that was just all the editing and playing around. It's just fun. And that's what I always think that podcasting needs to be is just fun. I I agree. Podcasting should be fun because if it's not fun anymore, you shouldn't be doing it. It shouldn't be a, well, I guess it can be a job for certain people, but it should be fun. That's the point. Oh yeah. I mean, if it, and if it's fun, then and eventually you start, you know, getting a good listenership and maybe you start making money. At least you'll have fun making money. You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to stick around for what you're doing. Yeah. So I did like your episode on vaping. I want to try some of those flavors that I've been seeing you post on Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. I had uh, Joel from Vaporane on and uh, we went over a lot of the the all them people dying from vaping that apparently you don't hear about anymore. And it was such a big deal not too long ago. He makes his own vape liquid and 
it's good stuff. I, I still order for him. I'm on my third or fourth bottle from him right now. As it should be. The one thing, though, that I think everybody should know, there's in this network, of course, we all started out as friends. A good portion of us, I know Cam and Ryan have met each other. Obviously, they live in the same area. <laughs> but Yeah, I think they're, they're like neighbors or something. I don't know. Yeah, but we all started out as friends, so maybe we could just kind of discuss how we first met, which oh. was in the group of the douchebag that shall not be named. Shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we were there. And, uh, I was... Uh, part of the big exodus um because i think we were in that group whenever i was doing my show with bill and you were doing uh newborn libertarian yeah and because i remember i was on that show once and that's the reason why i think it's great that because i I'm, I'm your first guest which makes me feel honored by the way oh well thank you for coming but, on uh, Oh, thank you for having me. But, um, yeah, I know we met in that group and we exited that group and we joined our own little small knit ragtag group of wannabes. And, uh, it, uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, I, I love that group and I've always thought highly of you, of course. And so that, I mean, that, that's kind of what we just kind of, like I said, we met in a group, we exited the group with the started a group, and here we are. <laughs> yep. I, I remember having you, uh, uh, the uh, Sheeple No More, having you on, because at that point, it was nice to have it. I think when you first were on, I was still leaning a little more status left, and we had... I was leaning a little status right. Yeah, and then we had Christian on there, who was the ultimate ANCAP, so it was like we had... And then, well, we didn't stick you on any episodes when we had the Democratic Socialist. That was awesome. But I remember having you guys on, which was nice. I, I missed the idea of the show of having people of different backgrounds on to debate things, which I think was pretty cool, the ones we've had with uh, you and Bill. Oh, yeah, that was... I actually listened to that episode not too long ago because I, I was um, listening to... If I'm not mistaken, I think it was you on voluntary vixens and you were talking about the uh that other show you had long ago mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh that was uh so i listened to a couple of those because I, I dug through the uh the podcast archives yeah. and um then so i was like you know what I, I wondered if newborn libertarian was still on so i went over there and listened to it and then a of course, I listened to that show that Bill and I had some awful audio on, but uh, it was uh, that was still a good show. Yeah, it was good. I I just like that we've managed to stay friends throughout all the the crazy. One of these days, I think it's probably going to be me and Cam getting on an episode of Make Liberty Great Again and discussing what that exodus is because I'm pretty sure a lot of people that are listening. Keep wondering why do I keep hearing about this mass exodus on all these various well, I mean, podcasts? Well, I tell you that 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 exodus is it's so lovingly be, been dubbed is you know a result of if you ask me a 
there's a lot of infighting in the libertarian movement. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big result of that because it was like, you know, libertarians are supposed to be more about individuality, freedom, liberty. And in that group, it was more of a, uh, a dictatorship, I want to say. Oh, oh, yeah. It was, it was just controlling the content, everything. There's a difference between having your, because if it's your private group, it's your rules. That makes sense, obviously. But this man was basically, he was trying to mold his own version of libertarianism that fit him. And if you were anybody who didn't like the same degree of liberty, a.k.a. a little bit of statism, then he hated, he hate, just seemed to hate any ANCAP there was. And as soon as I became an ANCAP and Cam never actually came out and said it, he's always said he's a patient monarchist, but if we didn't come out as fully statist, that guy hated ANCAPs. And oh, yeah. <laughs> he was ready to kick me out, and so was his uh, little um, minions in crime. Oh, my God. And what makes me so sad is that the reason why I joined that group to begin with was because of a, um, I, I met someone, uh, the, the, the person, the main minion, mm-hmm. um, on another group's page. And it was, um, the no agenda show, mm-hmm. their podcast. And she was like, Oh, I like the way you think you should come join this group. I was like, cool. And so I went over there and I mean, I'm glad I did because I let, I met a lot of cool people like mm-hmm. yourself. But it, um, I, I soon saw the wizard behind the curtain, if you would, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why I always say that when I left that when I left that show, I burned the hell out of that bridge because I shit on it first. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I mean, it did m- create what we eventually made into a group, and it still exists. Probably the best group that I have on Facebook. But oh yeah, that that to me is still dangerous to the community, the like the libertarian community, because he's just he's still spreading all of his oh I'm a I'm a libertarian sort of thing, and uh, of course he's also a terrible human, and he's a douchebag. <laughs> so, but anyway, that actually leads me to one of the topics that I think. Libertarians have a huge issue with, and that goes along with the infighting. It's the messaging. We infight like crazy, which causes us never to get anything done. Not saying I exactly, I exactly want us getting a lot in politics done because I don't want us to turn into the people who are like, oh, yay, now let's just take over the government and just once again lean on the government for everything kind of deal. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking more of... We're too busy fighting each other to get things done, and nobody wants to join us and or become a libertarian because libertarians have this kind of ad, the kind of attitude where they're saying, "I know the truth, I know what's right. I don't understand why they don't know what's right, and if they don't get it when I say it the first time or maybe even the second time, they're morons. I'm going to treat them like garbage, and they will never learn. They'll never change. So I'm going to just treat them like a jerk." That is basically what libertarians act like. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like a lot of times that. Uh... Libertarians seem to, it's almost like we're, we come off as intellectually superior to anything. And I, I've, I've seen that even, you know, 
we even talk to our each other like that sometimes. You know, you're you're not a real libertarian, or you're not libertarian enough. And I'm like, bro, you know, it, it don't make any sense to me to if we want to get anything done. One, we have to first start getting along with each other <laughs> and just realize that we don't have to agree on a hundred percent of everything. And then I hate to say it, but maybe soften up our approach to other people to, to try to get them to come in and warm them up. Cause I know it's like I was saying pre-show that the problem is like, especially when we get these little echo chambers that we have, um, like our little group, you know, it's, it's very free and it's not, there's no restrictions and you can say whatever you want to say and nobody's really going to get their feelings hurt because, you know, they know that that's not your intent unless you obviously make it overtly, you know, um, obvious that you're trying to bother somebody, but you talk like we do in our little echo chamber outside of the echo chamber. And you just come off as a big douchebag, a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, or whatever. And that doesn't help our movement any. No, it doesn't at all. And and once again, there's the thing, and I think also Republicans can do a lot with this. The one one of the good the aspects that the left, the liberal left has gotten well is the knowing how to carry your message on emotion. And then I'm not saying, of course, the use your feels. It's use being able to use emotion to support what you're saying. And there's a way to do that with logically with libertarian ideas. And I think we would probably get a lot more people in if we decided to take the approach of, hey, sound like human beings who have emotions, but still speak your truth. It's all in your language. That doesn't mean change what you're saying. Don't change the truth it's just try attacking it where people say taxation is theft and that's all it is how dare you? you're an awful person if you say anything different and my message is usually well i understand i want to help people who are less fortunate and need the help however why is it the government's job to tell me how to spend my money and is why is it i can't actually see exactly what they're using the tax dollars for they tell me but i should be able to have a sheet to see who i'm helping and all of that. All I'm asking for is it should, if it was actually voluntary, I would be able to see everything. And then maybe I would give my money over because I don't want to blow up brown kids in other countries. That hits people differently than taxation is theft. Which oh, is yeah, especially when you come to, from the anti war angle. And because a lot of people on the left and the right, I mean, they. That's the thing about it. The left and the right used to be anti-war, but they're only anti-war when the opposing person is in office. Yeah. You know, when when Obama was blowing up, you know, droning the hell out of people over there, everybody, you know, the right was like, oh, we're killing all these people and blah, 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 blah. But now that, you know, Trump is doing it, the right ain't saying jack, but the left is like, oh, we shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, dude, we've been doing it since, you know, forever. Where were you? You know? Mm -hmm. And speaking of our favorite subject, guns. What guns. was it? Oh, oh, I was just reading it. Why can't I remember the uh, state right now that has... Virginia? Yes, that is being very blatant about their uh, gun grabbing. And Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely love what's going on. I, I, I really didn't look into it. And then uh, 
you know, hat tip to Maddie. She sent me some stuff today because I, I was kind of wanting to, to, to address it maybe tomorrow morning or something. Mm. But I really didn't have a lot of information. So I was just going to spurt off a little 10 minutes as usual of my highly uninformed crap. <laughs> and uh, But she sent me some stuff and I kind of knew what was going on, but I didn't know to the extent of, I mean, these cities. Uh, oh, my God, dude, I'm proud of some of these counties in, in, in Virginia. Mm-hmm. It, well, then we will save some of that detail for your episode. Because you, oh, no, I'm not going to have detail. Oh, okay. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's mainly just the fact of right now Republicans are do when they were like, oh, well, you, they'll back everything Obama does. How quiet are Republicans right now? <laughs> it's just real obvious that they're gun grabbing all over the place and Trump's not really doing or saying much about it. He's just going to he's what? probably just going to let all that happen. I mean, in these. He's actually a little bit more gun grabby to me than maybe any republican should be he's more democratic in that aspect he may oh yeah because he was he was a big supporter of red flag laws yeah so republicans of course are nice and quiet and i just keep thinking when are you when are you guys gonna say anything no no yep same thing this is why i'm not on the left or right because it's all about it's my team it's better when my team does it it's okay i don't need any of that i need a group of people that's going to say no no team should be doing this. Not a single one. No, that's what I need. Exactly. I mean, that, and that's what kills me too. Is that you know, I I, I joined a a really small private group not too long ago. I was invited, and it was uh, you know supposed to be this big anti-government, you know, anti, you know, all this other crap, you know, and but it turned into I'm looking at I'm looking down the thread, and I see just nothing but you know, Trump worship. And I'm like, dude, but Trump, one, Trump is the government. I was like, but two, you know, what about red flag laws? What about vape? What about, you know, silence? What about all this crap that he's wanting to ban? That if Obama was wanting to ban all this stuff and when Obama was wanting to ban it, you were raising all kinds of hell. (laughs) It's just, it's backwards. And that's another reason I, I, dropped out of politics and I think podcasting is about as far as I'm ever going to go with it anymore because this is just so two-faced and it's I can't deal with the team thing and I was always hoping the Libertarian Party was going to be the place that would help with that sort of thing but I feel like they're also kind of leaning on a message that not is going one way and it seems that some of the major players in the LP, if you do not jump on that bandwagon, well, you're not a real libertarian. You shouldn't be in this party, or you need to put up and shut up, or you just deal with it. You shut up in color, as one of my friends says. Well, I mean, I know what turned me off of the libertarian party, because the, the big L party was, you know, I, I voted for Gary Johnson. Uh, I can't remember what year it was. Uh, I think it was the first year he ran. Was that 2012? I think. I think. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I don't actually pay too, attention to too many facts about that guy. <laughs> but I mean, I voted for him because he was a libertarian candidate and I was new to libertarianism. And I was thinking about voting him, voting for him in 2016. Mm-hmm. 
but whenever he came out and was you know did the whole just bake the damn cake thing, I was like, you don't get it, Gary. You know, so then I wrote in John McAfee. Yeah. Uh, and on my episodes, I've, ta- I've driven that message home, hardcore, the whole, you know, just bake the cake and how stupid that is because people just never think about, I always think of, okay, before you want to enforce something and do it, think about the other angle. If in, and then I think somebody actually tried to do that during the 2016. Is like, what if somebody, you know, told you to bake that Nazi cake, you know, Nazi cake celebrating the murdering of a bunch of people. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> would you be forced to make that cake? <laughs> and then somebody actually, at least they stuck to their guns and they were consistent and said, yes, you would just be baking that Nazi cake. And people just don't understand the concept of self-ownership. You know, you own yourself, you own your business, you own the thing, the fruits of your labor, and no one else has the right to it. And it, to to me, it just seems like, you know, that is only argued against whenever it goes against, you know, feelings. Yeah. Which And that, that's why yeah. I, I made an episode not too long ago about supporting... um Oh, discrimination. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, because there was an episode prior to that, I, I was talking about, you know, I think businesses should have the right to discriminate. And then somebody was like, so you support discrimination? I was like, I don't support discrimination. I don't think it's right. I don't agree with it, but I support people's right to discriminate. Mm-hmm. And I know you addressed this in an episode not too long ago, and it was absolutely beautiful. And it probably sounded less sexist and racist coming from you than me. But because, <laughs> you know, I'm a cis white male and I just pretty much everything I say is racist and sexist. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was like I, I want these people that if they're going to discriminate based on whatever, the public should know. Yeah. That way they can choose whether or not they're going to give them their money because if, you know, if I, if I was racist and you came in my store and I'm forced to serve you, you don't know that. You don't know that I'm racist and not only that, but you are funding my business. Yeah. And that, that was my whole angle of it. I was like, you know, I want to know if this dude is you know, a sexist or, or, or a racist so that I know not to give him my money. Yep. But I don't know that if the government's making him do business with me. Yep. I always say it. It's like that discrimination just flushes out the racist, all the sexist, every, all the bigots. If they're allowed to openly be themselves, then we can go ahead and choose to dissociate, which once again tells me that this whole cancel culture that's going on right now is not necessarily about trying to clean up things or make sure that we're not getting extreme extremist messages that are dangerous. It's literally just shutting down people we don't like because if it was cancel culture and being concerned about what people are consuming, what they're buying and all of that, well, then they would support discrimination because they would want people flushed out too. Because if they're saying, well, I don't, I just don't, you know, Chick-fil-A, I don't buy these chicken sandwiches from the employees themselves because they're the corporate office all of the higher ups are the ones that are donating to places that discriminate and they're trying to tear that down but at the same time i'm just thinking guys if 
if they're not allowed to discriminate, then how the heck are you ever going to know <laughs> that you're supporting, you're giving money to somebody that's against your ideals? If you really were concerned about that, you would allow that discrimination so they'd be fleshed out. That's not the concern. They just want people silenced so they can live in their happy little utopias where they don't have to hear any dissent. That's just what cancel culture is. It's not a concern about anything else. It's just one of those, you're saying something I don't agree with, so I, I, I want to shut you up. And now me, I'll eat Chick-fil-A because I like the spicy chicken salmon. It's so good. But, <laughs> but uh, and, it, and it just makes me feel like I'm, if you eat a spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, that is like your automatic ticket into heaven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And the, come on, I've I've yet to I've walked into some of those Chick Fil A's and seen some of the gayest people ever. Just and people's like, how would you know? You can't just uh, base your opinion on on just what you see. Of just like there are certain uh, people in my community that are very, they're obvious, <laughs> quite obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is very true. And anybody, I mean that. Who's saying, you know, that's a judgment just because you just looked at them. Does, well, they're just jealous their gaydar is trash. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it's also the way I look at it, too, is that what do they say? That uh, sunlight is the best, best disinfectant or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's what you have is if you allow people to discriminate and, and to be who they are, then that'll bring them out into the daylight where, you know, people can see them. But right now, in a way, the government shadows them and you don't see them because they're not allowed to be who they want to be. Yeah. Ugh. Well, another thing that I want to talk to you about is... Guns. <laughs> we can go with the guns. So, I want to talk about uh, that you're, it's your son who makes some of the music for your, for your podcast. Oh, yeah. He makes the... Uh... The outro songs for it, yeah. Sweet. I, I just listen for them every week because sometimes they change up. And So, do you have a beat maker in your family? Is that he's going to be the, the next Dead Mouse? <laughs> Something like that? Well, what it is, is uh, actually it's just an app. And you can, it's kind of like one of those little uh, groove pad. I think it's the name of it. Uh, it's groove pad. Groove. I'm not sponsoring. I'm not endorsing. I'm just saying it's an app. And it, you know, has different kinds of um, little beats and stuff you can mix together and, you know, and loop and stuff like that. So uh, he has a lot of fun on that. So he'll he'll email me one every now and then and be like, yeah, here's a new one for you. And I mean, it's pretty cool the way it is because mm -hmm. it's 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 very user friendly. But, you know, I've made some that sound like complete trash. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the. The intro music yeah, I made myself, but he makes the uh, the outro tracks, and so I, I just I like having my son, you know, be part of it. You know, mm -hmm. he, he he enjoys. It's something we can do together. You know, and I don't think they have an app. I'm pretty sure they have similar. My favorite though has been I think it's called a buttonbase.com or something like that, or the other way around. Where it has some preset stuff like that that actually have some really cool beats and sounds. I've used some of it for some episodes of other podcasts and everything. But sorry, I got off track when it comes to music. I don't get to talk about music a lot on this podcast. So. Oh, I'll talk about music all day long. 
Well, then what kind of music uh, are you into then? Uh, you name it. I mean, of course, nothing says rednecky about my podcast and, you know, my trap intro and outro music. But <laughs> yeah, for real, you would expect it to be some serious country going on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people out there just see me as being a little rednecky, but and I guess in a way I am. Hmm. Um, but my my music taste, they they go everywhere. I mean, I pretty much like any. I haven't really got into jazz too much, but when it comes to like, uh, you know, I I mainly live in the '80s and '90s mm. and late you know late '90s era, but uh, you know, I still like old stuff like if you, and stuff my dad listened to. You know, like you know, Temptations, Percy Sledge, Heck stuff yeah, like Temptation. that. Uh, you know, I especially Percy Sledge was always been my favorite. And a little Barry White, but um, I like you know hip hop, R and B. I like country, but it's got to be old country. I can't stand this new country. Oh, then, just because it's too, <laughs> it's too poppy. Yeah, it's 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 pop country, as I always called it. I was like, this pop country. Uh, Rascal Flats is on the pop country side, though they're on the better side of pop country because they at least have some songs I can I can listen to. But that's when it that started one. going super poppy after that. Oh yeah, I mean now and now you're getting rap music going into country music. Oh, is that called like the country road stuff or whatever that crap is? I don't, I don't even know what I don't. I can't stand it. I don't listen to it when I'm sitting there, and it'll have like a good little beat or something, and then this country music or this country music singer's trying to rap or something. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Country's supposed to be country. Now I believe my music should be segregated. I want my music. My you music racist. You you just you have to segregate all the music. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, I, I like my country to be country. I mean, because I'm a bigger fan of the older country, like the old Hank Williams, you know, Ooh. even Alan Jackson and stuff like that. And then when it comes to like, um, you know, uh, I I don't. I mean, I like some of the new rock, but not not really. It all sounds. I don't I don't like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I kind of like new R&B and stuff like that. But as long as I don't have to try to figure out what they're saying. Because mm. <laughs> you, <know. Yeah>. you can't. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, and that's what kills me. You have some killer beats. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's it, the then they start, you know, that mumble rapping. The mumble rapping. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. You just ruined it, man. Um, I can't. But now I, I will go ahead. I was, I was, I can't really do it with that type of music with country. With the, but the one genre I get harassed for is degent, spelled D J E N T. Degent. It's what is that? Basically, metal, but the guitars are detuned and they're still rapping. But we're talking if Eminem decided to, I don't know, get together with. I'm trying to think of a band that, eh. Just think of any metal band that has detuned guitars and just throw some Eminem in there and try to think of that combo. It's literally detuned guitars and metal and some dude rapping over it. And I actually find that really good if you do it well. Like the I band. I want to look into that. Yeah, the band Hacktivist is awesome. And Devastator, who I think changed their name to DVSR, do it really well because it's genuine rapping. Like they're rapping with like people with actual rap talent with some nice guitar and drumming in the background. So that's the only kind of, if you mix together genres, 
that I really like that a lot of people are just thinking that's terrible. This whole country road, or I don't know if that's what it's called, is a bad idea. Bad idea. Oh, I 100% agree with that one. Now, did you ever have you been watching the uh, that Netflix show um, Rhythm and Flow? I don't. I don't even think I've heard of that. Oh, you got a one. Cardi B is one of the hosts. They got. It's kind of like the voice for rapping. Oh, okay. I see. I gotcha. And they got you know three judges are are Cardi B, Ti, and uh, Chance the Rapper. And yeah, I, I tell you what, there was some great talent on that show. The, they just finished up the first season, and um, one thing I liked, I think it was Ti, said, you know, I, I liked it. You had some good flow, but I could understand damn what you were saying. <laughs> and and Cardi B, I mean. God bless Cardi B, but she she's actually got a head on her. I mean, this woman, you know, I listened to some of her music when she first came out, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't want to listen to it. But when she starts talking about when she's judging and stuff, she's like, no, you're not just here to rap. you got to sell records. You know, you got to give people what they want. And so, I mean, I, I and that's a lot of things that rappers weren't thinking about because they were rapping from their heart, which is good if you just, going to do clubs and going to draw a small you know, audience. But if you're wanting to actually sell records, you've got to put them out put out there what's going to catch. Yeah. And that's, she was like, you know, if I can't understand what you're saying, then nobody can rap along with you. Nobody can listen to even the hook, you know, it, anything. You got to, you got to be what the audience wants you to be. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know I went off on a tangent, but um, that show, I, I recommend that show if you, if you like, rap because they had a lot of good talent on the show yeah here's the hoping that they start developing some of that talent because some of this new rap is garbage it's just it's bad oh <laughs> i wish i just bring back the old good stuff you know what i'm saying and i know we sound like two old people because that's how it goes every every generation i just wish they would bring back the old stuff <laughs> back in my day we had charlie pride yeah, it was so good <laughs> we we're, were just listening to snoop dogg and dr dre and it's great Sipping on that gin and juice. Master P came out. <laughs> the good stuff, man. But um, oh, mm. the other thing I want to talk to you because you, of course, had one of my favorite topics in your Christmas episode: true crime. Oh yeah. How much true crime do you consume? I and I said consume, not do. Obviously. <laughs> I used to consume a lot. Um, you know, I listened to a lot of other podcasts that were true crime podcasts. Um, I can't sit there and watch that that channel on TV though. I can't remember the name of oh, it. Oh, yeah, there's there's uh, a few of them. Yeah, I think it's like the One D or ID. That's ID Discovery yeah. Channel. Oh, my my grandmother loves that show, that channel. But uh, <laughs> it's like um, I used to look, listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, mainly uh, Sword and Scale. Yeah. That was always a good one for me. Um, but it, it seemed. And if you don't mind, I, I wouldn't mind plugging another podcast. No, go ahead. There, I, I listened to, uh, I got my hands on another podcast, and it was, uh, it's Activate the Amygdala. And <clears throat> she's a young woman. She does the podcast. But it's like, you know, with most true podcast, true crime podcasts, you're going to catch, like, you're going to hear about John Wayne Gacy. You're going to hear about Ted Bundy. You're going to hear about the same ones all over, all over again. This, this, 
this woman, she gets like cases that you never really heard of. And once you, she tells you about it, you're like, I can't believe I never heard of this. one Cause it's like people being dismembered people, you know, it, it's, it's big, awful, yeah. great, true crime stuff. But, um, yeah, so I, I I recommend if anybody out there likes true crime, go check her out because she's got a few episodes out there, and then she she addresses some cases I've never heard of, mm-hmm. and I listened to true crime podcasts for years, but uh, that that kind of actually influenced the second half of my show for the Christmas episode. Nice, there. <clears throat> I like shows like that. The Ones that I know that do similar uh, small town murder is awesome for that because it's obviously the focus is small town murders. So those are, they have over a hundred episodes now that are definitely about crimes most people wouldn't know about because they're specific to small towns. And they also do one called Crime and Sports, which you don't actually have to be a sports fan for that one to like it because it's literally just making, they're, what they do is they, they have that, particular brand that probably appeals to libertarians because we're this dark and morbid and dank but they tag ones like they're not scumbags they're just assholes and they make fun of (laughs) everybody around the victim except for the victim and the victim family they don't disrespect them they make fun of everybody else around uh so it's comedy with your true crime except not being terrible to the victims but i would suggest which what was the name of that one um small town murder is there one that's just about murder in small towns and then crime and sports is the one they just talk about athletes and like i said you don't have to know anything about sports they sort of talk about the people's records just to kind of give the balance of they call it grace their grace period of doing great things before they fall and descend into criminality and murder and drug use and all that crazy stuff well, that's cool. I'm definitely going to check those out. Yeah, I love those. But, all right, so I don't really want to talk your ear off too much. Is there anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to plug or anything like that? Uh, Not really. I mean, just, uh, of course, if you're listening to this, uh, I'd appreciate it if you come over and listen to my little old podcast, um, The Morning Drive with David. And, of course, uh, Kim is one of the very few few people that I let get away with calling me Dave. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> I do it all the time. Because <laughs> I keep going, call him David because my brother's name is David and I call him Dave and it just comes oh, out automatically. No, so <laughs> my family calls me Dave. So I don't, I view you as family and the, the small MLGA group is family. So they call me Dave all they want to. Um, but no, yeah, go check. Come check me out, and uh, uh, that's about it. You can find me anywhere. Uh, Instagram is uh, the Morning Drive Podcast. You can find me on Twitter. I think it's at Drive with David. Um, what's the other one? The other big one. Uh, um, the douchebag. He owns it. <laughs> um, Facebook. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Facebook. <laughs> douchebag Zuckerberg. At, uh, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at the uh, the morning drive with David and um uh regardless of not regardless but in spite or I don't even know the real word there um no matter what anybody's ever heard uh 
I hardly ever talk about guns on my podcast. Guns. <laughs> guns. Guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I don't think we're ever going to get past that that whole joke there. Just because no, we're not. you have that accent in your white yeah, in the dude does not oh. mean that you automatically just talk about guns all the time on your podcast. <laughs> no, I, I think um, it's like my son. I, he listened to the genesis of that joke. And he was like, dude, you never talk about guns. I was like, I, I, I know. I, I really don't. I think the only episode that I did a while back was about uh, hoplophobia, mm -hmm. which is the fear of guns. And then um, I did the one on, you know, the the my school shooting. And that's the only time I've ever really talked about guns. Yeah. It's... It's funny to to see people's ex expectations. There have been times where I've posted the Lesbitarian episodes on Instagram or something like that and then get a comment immediately. And I go, number one, that was definitely not enough time for the podcast to hit your podcatcher. Number two, you just made that opinion. You didn't listen to the episode. And I know it takes time to listen to an episode, but then you just immediately comment because you saw the title. And I was like, that, what you just said has, is nothing that I say in this podcast. At all. At all. Like, if you listen, my opinion actually lines up with yours that you just commented with, but you just assumed off the title. When that's why I say, Libertarians, we do it too, and I've done it before, and we just need to be more careful. We'll see the title of something and then go off on a rant, and then you open up the article, and somebody will go, actually, this is what the article had said. And you're just thinking, okay, oh, fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are trolls. We are trolls by nature, I think. Yeah. I mean, it. It, you kind of want kind of want to be because sometimes you just want to kind of control people in the truth or you just get so tired of fighting on Facebook that you're like, you know, what, I just get on, get on there and make some jokes, harassing people, make them angry for my entertainment. That's pretty much what it is. It's complete entertainment and it's great sometimes, especially whenever you're spouting someone, you, you're, you're saying something that you totally disagree with, but it's like you're trying to get a rise. I love doing that to Trump supporters and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'll get on there and I'll just make a make a comment that I know they're gonna be like, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, no, I I don't I don't believe what I just said. <laughs> yeah, but the best part is if you're really good at it, is you're able to make their arguments and make it seem like, and you're just being sarcastic. You're making fun, and everybody's just going, Yeah, man, that's totally yeah. You worded that exactly perfectly. That I couldn't have put it better myself. And you're just thinking, I'm making fun of you. The only reason that I could actually type all this is because I think it's stupid. <laughs> Therefore, I was insulting exactly. you. And you just proved that I actually understand your point, and your point is stupid. <laughs> that's our messaging problem right yep, there. See, that's, and that's why I'm just thinking, man, what, as fun as that is, and then we wonder, why, why aren't these people becoming libertarians? Why won't they listen? It's like a brick wall. Why won't they listen to me and change my mind? Why just the way you're talking to them? You're already talking to them like they're a dumbass. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, it's like, why are they calling me an asshole? Oh, wait, wait, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, people. You should just stop being so sensitive. And then somebody says something we hate. Like somebody will say, I'm fine with, uh, I don't know, a flat tax or some weird stuff. And also libertarians like, ah, <laughs> And then oh, they're yeah. triggered, and I'm like, oh, so you trigger easily, too. It's just you have to find the right button, so maybe we should stop saying so much. Oh, people are so sensitive. It's just the topic people are sensitive about, so don't pretend like you're not sensitive about something. Yeah, everybody's got their hot buttons. But 
All right, it's getting a little late and I probably should let you go, except it's only seven for me. It's probably nine for you. So Yeah, it's 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 nine o'clock and my little one's still up, so I'm his uh I'm his sleepy time dude. So he's been in there wrestling around with my wife and he will not go to sleep sitting with her, but he you give him about two or three minutes sitting in my lap, he's out like a light. Well then in order to give your wife a break <laughs> And to, get, <laughs> and to get him some sleep, I will let you go. So thank you for coming on. I'll probably have you on again. And we're definitely, I'm probably going to start harassing you to be the other side of skits because it's nice to have somebody else on the network that likes to do a lot of skits. Oh, yeah, I'd be more than happy to. And I can't thank you enough, Kim, for having me on. It's, it's As always, I love our discussions. I, I love our talks. And I thought it would be a good idea also to... to to let somebody have a little peek into what that's like. Yeah, yeah, because we always end up having these random conversations in Facebook all the time. And so we'll just have to bring them in a podcast form. And Exactly. Yeah. So thank you for being on. And if you want to find Lesbertarian, you can search out on Twitter, Lesbertarian, Instagram, Lesbertarian, Facebook, Lesbertarian. Guess what Gmail is? Also Lesbertarian. It's so great. To not have to change my, <laughs> like everybody else on the network has different names for everything. And I'm just like, nope, <laughs> Lesbertarian. So, yeah, I, I, one of mine is different and uh, <laughs> I didn't care enough to even try to change it. But it's like, whatever, just, just Google morning drive with David. You'll find it. It's fine. You'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And until next time, guys, I will talk to you next week.